0: Welcome to Coach Confidential. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of my coaching business over the last decade. I'll share what's worked, what hasn't worked, and give you fly on the wall access to my private coaching sessions. We'll talk business, leadership, and get to the heart of coaching. Enjoy the show. The following is my conversation with Adrian Duffy. Adrienne is a leadership coach, speaker, and consultant at her company, Big Futures. She is an associate coach with Strategic Coach, which is where I met her. She holds certifications in both print and Colby profiling systems, and she's the author of Soul Sense, Your Breakthrough to Soulful Living and Leadership. I think you'll enjoy what she has to say. First off, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
1: And I've been really looking forward to this conversation too.
0: So you and I have so much fun together. Ever since we <laughs> very first, the first time we met, we're like, oh my gosh, you know this and this and this. We had so many things to talk about. So this this is a lot of fun.
1: It's always nice when you find a kindred spirit and you feel that connection. It's like, wow, okay, there's a lot that we already know that we know. <laughs> we can right.
0: start further along. It's so true. Forget the small talk. Let's just get to it. <laughs> yeah. Love the important stuff. So one of the things where I wanted to begin this conversation is you have been a part of the organization's Strategic Coach for a long, long, long time. And that's actually how I met you. And I wondered, because this podcast is really focused around coaching, what was it that initially intrigued you or attracted you to a program like that?
1: Well, someone invited me out to hear a guy named Dan Sullivan speak. Um, This was a long time ago. It was probably around this time of year, actually, and um, 30 plus years ago. It was a long time ago. And they said, Well, this guy's going to talk about doubling your income and doubling your free time. And that was enough of a hook to get me to show up. But, but interestingly, I come from an entrepreneurial family, but an entrepreneurial family where my father didn't become an entrepreneur until he was 50 and he was 45 when I was born. So there you have it. I was only five years old when he became an entrepreneur and it was a wonderful journey, but there's a lot of stresses involved in being an entrepreneur. And I experienced a lot of those stresses through being his daughter And just kind of the ups and downs of his health as it related to that. So I was really intrigued by this idea of being able to be focusing in my entrepreneurial business that I had at the time, but also being able to take more time off to rest and rejuvenate. So it wasn't just the hook of more money and more time off, but there was a very deep rooted heart reason why I wanted to pursue going out and listening to this guy and, um, So I had pretty well made the decision to sign up for strategic coach by the time I was like five minutes into his presentation and the rest is history. Um, I feel very fortunate because I was a very early client in the program. He wasn't even doing workshops in the United States at that time. Uh, Anyone from the US that wanted to do strategic coach was coming to Canada for it. And so I had the opportunity to actually see all of it evolve as first a client of the program, but then as an associate coach of the program.
0: And can you talk, I would love to hear a little bit about that evolution, especially as a business owner myself and our listeners, many of them are business owners. And I think, you know, looking at something like coach, it's like, wow, they're already so established and they've been around for so long and they're doing so many things around the globe. But can you talk a little bit about that evolution that you have been able to witness?
1: Well, the the core content of strategic coach in the early days was very powerful. And a lot of the frameworks that Dan was experimenting with and focusing on at that period of time are still in the program today. So that was important. We did our free days. We did our focus days. We did our buffer days. If anyone knows about coach listening, they're going to understand what that language is um, as an entrepreneur uh, But as the program evolved, it was really Dan learning from us and his own experience as an entrepreneur. And I think any great coaching business is really about that. The best coaches are coaching things that they know. Uh, or they've experienced it's just not a framework that they've learned somewhere and they go, oh, okay, well, I can train this. There's a difference between training and coaching. Coaching is much more something that you've integrated into your life. And somehow you, in your heart, you want to give back and support others to go on that pathway with you. And usually it's a learning pathway because, at least in my experience as a coach, within and outside of strategic coach, you're learning as much as your clients are, even though they're transforming and learning, you're learning as much as they are. So that's prefacing this point that strategic coach as a a framework has evolved significantly through the learning that Dan learned from us and his own experience as an entrepreneur. So many of the concepts and tools that a client experiences in the program today has evolved based on that learning. And some of that learning could even be you know, economic challenges that the world is going through. So, for example, there's a whole group, an amazing group of tools within Strategic Coach that were really to address the commoditization that so many industries were facing when technology really hit in a big way. Professional services like accounting or law even, where they could actually monetize their business with a tremendous amount of um, knowledge that was now replaced by a software program. And so as an entrepreneur, we have to learn continuously how we differentiate ourselves. So a lot of the coaching that we've experienced has been able to keep us on the edge uh, with regard to our entrepreneurial businesses and keeping at the center of our market and continue to be the cream at the top of our markets.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I've definitely seen that in coach and we all have to deal with that. And just to kind of key in on that point is that flexibility of continuous growth, continuous learning, continuous understanding, and also listening to your clients. I love that you said that because it's really easy for a coach to have gone through some training or to have learned some, you know, techniques or whatever they're bringing to the table and then say or think this is is how I'm going to do it. But if you're not really listening to your people and understanding fully and what they're wanting, what's helping them along that transformative path, then I don't know how effective that's ultimately going to be. So I appreciate you saying that.
1: Well, you have the opportunity to go deeper and you can have a more powerful transformation happen if it is if you're experiencing that two-way street. I mean, it's interesting since we're having this conversation about the history of, of coach that coaching as an industry is very young really i mean back then 30 years ago it no one knew what coaching was it wasn't there was consultants my first business uh, i named um, corporate growth management consultants because people were you know doing management consulting back then coaching didn't exist and the fact that you know it was called the strategic coach was really like wow okay well that's a new thing Now the industry is so founded and you can get your certifications and there's numerous frameworks that you can learn about uh, to become a coach. It's phenomenal how that has exploded in the last 30 years. But 30 years ago, it wasn't an industry. Yeah, that's actually been really exciting and fun to ride that wave.
0: I, I bet because even in the shorter time that I've been a part of it, say the last decade, you know, I've seen it up and coming so much, even within that time. So, you know, add a few more decades onto that. How cool. What an awesome experience.
1: Yeah. And and I think that a lot of it is in, in part because there is more volatility and change happening in the world. There's always been volatility and change, but no one can deny that technology has certainly been a catalyst for more of that volatility and change. And the need for having grounding is really important. And that's something that a coach can give a person is to be their partner through a period of time to help them learn the skill sets to cope with that volatility and change wherever it's showing up. I mean, it could be showing up in a business, it could be showing up in your relationships, it can be showing up as a parent. I mean, there's coaches in every area where you may be needing a little bit of support to reground find that new toolkit that's going to allow you to create value out on out in the world.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, I know, of course, a lot about the strategic coach program and and you based on your work there. But what about your company, Big Futures? Can you tell me a little bit about what you do and what what you have going on there? Well, Big Futures
1: is uh, a company that I've had for a long time. It's, you know, in the early days, it had a couple other names, like I just shared. Um, And basically, we chose the name Big Futures at one point because we wanted to have an arena that was very big and very large that we could actually grow the business in. And so we've been able to do that. Uh, About 15 years ago, we started to connect with this idea of what it took to put a person on the moon. And so I can actually say now that I've been a pioneer in moonshot technology because that was our brand for many years and big futures was the moon project. And so we saw that we could actually help organizations and individuals achieve incredible aspirational goals uh, by using the powerful metaphor of a moonshot so I've got a ton of experience supporting organizations go to the moon and some of them are have gone to Mars and some to Jupiter. I mean, it's a really fun, fun, uh, fun pathway. But essentially, our coaching is really about helping within an organization, the leadership, uh, whether it's the owner of the company, their executive team, whatever, create that vision, align, work with the leadership team strategically in order to really see the elements that need to happen to get to whatever their moon is. Uh, more recently, uh, about a year and a half ago, we've rebranded Moon Project under what we call the Nexus Project. And this is based on some fundamental learning that we had over the 15 years it was um, learning about putting organizations on the moon or individual uh, individuals on the moon, whatever their moon shots were. And the, one of the biggest learnings uh, was the fact that a lot about moonshots is external growth, aspirational growth, things that are outside of a person. But what we realized is that the installations of the Moon Project that were most successful was when we married both the external growth with internal growth. And the internal growth could either be individually as a leader, strengthening yourself, but also the culture, the experience, That the team was having inside the company while they were going to the moon and that's really the sweet spot of what we're working on right now is finding the point of integrity between what we call outgrowth and in growth
0: I love that because you know you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording is you have to have both you know they're they're I don't think there can be sustainable growth one way or the other without pulling in both sides of that equation. So having that internal and that external, how much of your business changed when you started implementing more of the internal stuff to, to partner with the external stuff? Was that a lot of a big shift or. Um, Well, it was very organic
1: and quite frankly, it's actually
0: what we were doing
1: from the beginning. We just didn't know we were doing it. So we were doing the external aspirational piece and and really helping people clarify that vision. But every time we wrote a vision statement, we have a structure that we use to develop that. There was always the internal growth factors that we incorporated into the moonshot story. And then we go, oh my God, I mean, this is one without the other doesn't work. So if you kind of imagine for a moment an infinity symbol which is, you know, our Nexus Project logo is an infinity symbol. And in the infinity symbol, you have one of the loops is about outer growth. And then there's a point of uh, connection at the middle, and the other loop is going to be about inner growth. There's a constant energy flow between the two. Even though they're polarities, or what I might call interdependent pairs, in growth and outgrowth, they both are requiring the best of each in order to have one uh, a unique experience where you can really leverage. And we, we, we can come up with all kinds of examples of organizations that f- focus on this outer growth to the neglect of the inner growth, whether it's the culture of the company or even the leader themselves being so driven they're forgetting to really work on themselves or they're so driven on the goals and everybody's focusing on those, but people are stressed out on the inside, you know, they're in the news. Some of these large corporate entities that have scaled so quickly, you know, Uber or Amazon or any of them, you know, have had to then refocus on the inner side. And so what we learned is that, you know, by actually coming out and saying it, you know, there's two forms of growth, outgrowth and ingrowth, and they're integral to one another. And we need to focus on both. That framework has been incredibly, not only sticky, but successful in helping our clients really scale at a new level.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that one always feeds the other and it is this, you know, figure eight or infinity. And that was actually one of the points that you were saying, oh, you know, this infinity symbol. And I'm like, yeah, it's tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> you and I got a good laugh about that.
1: <laughs> it was definitely one of our, connection, our connecting points, which was amazing. Yeah, it's well, and it's an energy field. And, and it's funny because we really shy away from the word balance because I think that's an ideal. Like, how are you going to find balance? But what we talk about, Mindy, is finding a point of integrity. Point of integrity, it means that strategically, you're thinking about both. You're planning for both so that we're not, there's going to be a point in time where maybe the outgrowth is a little more than the ingrowth. But if you're looking at the point of integrity, then you're always strategically thinking I need to be accommodating for both. I need to be clear about both cognizant of both. And so then that that's a game changer, quite frankly, for a lot of organizations to be able to embrace this kind of thinking and see both as necessary to get to big goals
0: I love that too, that, that point of integrity, because you're right. Balance sometimes is something that people like to just throw out. I remember when I was in corporate America and the big thing back then was work-life balance. We had seminar after seminar, speaker, all kinds of things about work-life balance. And then within a few years after I was out of corporate America, I talked to some of my friends that were still, they're like, oh, that doesn't even exist anymore. We don't even talk about that. <laughs> Nobody wants that because it's just not realistic. So that, yeah. that integrity point is is awesome and I think really, really powerful. I wanted to ask you because you've had so hundreds, maybe thousands of people that you have coached both in your own business and through Strategic Coach. What are some of your favorite parts about the role that you get to play in their lives? Well,
1: there's one sort of driving purpose that's sort of at the heart of all of it, and that is that if I couldn't, if I can be an instrument to help other people grow, maybe heal something to, you know, grow in some way, or even have some kind of transformation that puts them closer to what they dream about and realizing their fullest potential, then that's my, that's my, my happy place. It's just like amazing. And I feel so incredibly grateful that I get to live this life where I am in a role that I can play that that role in people's lives. Uh, Alternatively, it is a two-way street as we talked about earlier in our uh, conversation here and that is I receive so much and the energy that I receive back is a huge gift but also the fuel for me to keep doing the work that I go. It's like another little infinity symbol there. But, you know, by giving, you receive. And by receiving, you have more energy to give.
0: Yeah, I I love that. I think coaching is, you know, the best career that anyone could ever have. And the fact that we can create businesses around doing that, helping other people, you know, live their best lives. And then, oh, by the way, we get to do that too. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. Um, My first career was actually as a performing musician. And I um, was also, I had a very big teaching practice. And so in addition to performing regularly, I was teaching a lot. And I had a great passion for the teaching and really helping uh, individuals connect to the instrument and be more creative. And it was actually a circumstance that I had with one of my very bright students who was really just having trouble connecting with her creativity, and in conversation with her, she had some real troubles at home, and there were some significant blocks that were happening to her creativity because of that. And it was actually at that pivotal point that I decided if I was really going to have more value in the world, that it would be important to transcend the music career into something where I could even help her parents. Maybe that could happen. And so that's what actually led me to do what I do today uh, was that desire to be able to help that transformation happen even more on an adult level and outside of the realm of the creativity and, and the music side. And so I think from a coaching perspective, something to glean out of that is that that's the journey. You know, it led me into coaching, but that's a journey that people go through in any kind of coaching is that they clue into something that... They could see and they expand on it and realize that to realize their fullest potential, maybe they need to make a transformational shift. And that would allow them to live the life that they dreamed of.
0: Yeah, you're you're speaking my language as you all <laughs> do. You know, that 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 story is such a great example of what I would call heart path. You know, it's oh, that that perfect. path that you're on through the course of your life where everything culminates to that ultimate sole purpose. You know, yes, you were teaching before. And so you're able to take the parts that you loved about that and and your skill in that, but expand on that into a different arena and do that in a different way. So that, that has fed, you know, in some ways what you're doing now. And I love just that everything plays a part. Everything has a role because some people, are like, oh, I'm on the wrong track. It's like, no, you're not. You're fine. You're on the right track. You just need to keep going so that It will work itself out to that, that ultimate, whatever it is for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite little speeches um, that I listened to from time to time was the Steve Jobs, uh, Stanford university speech. It's very broadly known. um, But he, he did the speech before he passed away and he talks about his life story and that you, can't connect the dots going backwards, you can only connect the dots going forward with, I think, Mindy, what you're talking about here. And it's essentially, wow, okay, I got to trust, which he says in the speech, I have to trust that the dots are gonna connect. And when I was younger, I just obsessed so much about each dot, <laughs> life ex- in other words, a word for life experience. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, you know, how do I, you know, is this the right thing, should I be doing this, whatever. And now it's like, I look back and, you know, you have more wisdom with all these years behind you, but you're like, wow, okay, it all worked. And I was on my path the whole time. Why did I have to put all the stress into worrying about it? just trust.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, we just don't know that. I know you and I both grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. And in that area, there is a lot of pressure on young people to yes. perform and shine and do everything, you know, and I'm sure with you even more so than me, because you with your music background, I mean, that's that's a high performance aspect of a young person's life. And so you know, I get it. <laughs> I was yeah. there doing, there's just so much stuff, and we're like, ah, how I we know, provide? but we're always on the right path.
1: Yeah. And we just got to trust it. It's amazing. I never could have predicted that I would be where I am here today talking to you. Mm. Like, looking back, I couldn't have written that script.
0: What did you think you like? If you, if I were to ask the younger version of you, say, you know, what will you be doing? 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. What what were your aspirations back then?
1: Yeah, I mean, in the early days of my music days, it's, you know, I'm playing in an orchestra and I'm, you know, performing. Maybe I've got a performance career and I'm touring or something like that. I mean, that would have been the vision. And I think this is, this is really important. I have a little quote um, that I use. It's in my book, Soul Sense, but it's life informs vision. And I think this is where a lot of people get hung up is that they think the vision is it, but life is it and (laughs) life is informing the vision. And if if you're listening, if you're present to listening to life, life is gonna inform your vision. And I think people run into some roadblocks when they aren't listening to what life is trying to encourage them to hear so that they can make the shifts and changes and transformations that they need to. But that's where the trust fits in again, because if you let life inform your vision, then you can keep casting, it, casting a new vision along the way. Uh, it's pretty powerful. And I think that's part of letting your story unfold. It's, yes, there's a power in creating a story that you live into. I believe in that, I do that. But there's a point at times where you need to let go of that and let life inform it so that you can then live into something even bigger, which is kind of the pathway you and I are speaking of right now. Who could have predicted it? It's like, wow. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. so
0: fun. Yes. The Steve Jobs quote, wow, 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 as he was ending his or his life was ending, I should say. I love that because one of the things that I've stressed a lot in in my work as a coach you know i some of my clients they get thinking and they they say oh well i'm just going to wait for clarity to come and i love what you're saying about life informing that vision because life to me is active you have you're doing something you know you're you're continuing to be living and i always tell them like don't wait for the clarity don't just sit around and meditate i mean yeah meditation is great but that, if that's <laughs> all you're doing It's not going to come. It's going to come through the action that you're taking as you step toward ever greater clarity. And I, so you just said it a lot better than I did because, (laughs) you know, life informs the vision. That's so true.
1: Yeah, it's really powerful. And I think when people are living from that space, then they can really sit back a little bit more and enjoy the journey. I mean, we all have our ups and downs. That's a given. Uh, But our mindset about those ups and downs can be very positive. Uh, And when we keep a positive mindset about the future and about our experiences really being the raw material of learning and fueling that bigger future, then every experience we have is just another element of the story. So it's very, very powerful.
0: Exactly. Sean has a very funny phrase. He says, you know, the... The worse the story, the better your speaker fee. (laughs) (laughs) Or like anything bad that you go through, you can just raise your speaker fee. It, It adds to the story. And it's true. It does. You know, it becomes part of that whole experience. So I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the challenges that you've gone through? And this could be professionally, personally, you know, whatever you want to talk about. But I, you know, I see you as you've, created this thing that's very successful. You have this book that's published, you know, you're working in in all of these different areas, you get to travel around. So I would say most people would look to you and say, "Yep, she's a success." But I know, as well as you do, that it's not always a smooth path. And as we're talking about those ups and downs of life, would you be willing to share a challenge or two that you've had to overcome to continue that path to be where you are today?
1: Well, I think, I mean, probably one of the big challenges that I can look back on was when I was sort of midway into my business and I became pregnant and which was planned. Um, My husband and I were excited to have children and um, I ended up having a very complicated pregnancy and ended up in the hospital for about two and a half months before my Uh. daughter was born. And she was actually born relatively prematurely. She's well and everything worked out great but that was a really tough experience because it, certainly that wasn't planned and I had no idea that I would be pulled out of my business that quickly and of course like anyone who's a first-time parent you don't even have any idea what changes will happen in your life anyways but certainly you know being pulled out of the business that way was really an adversity. And I remember sitting in the, in the hotel room or hotel, excuse me. That's where I spend a lot of my time now, the hospital room. And I'm going, okay, I've got to pull it all out of the hat here because I'm going to be out of the business. Now the doctor said, you're not, we're not letting you out of the hospital until this baby is born. And that was going to be in about three and a half months. Wow. So I'm planning on all the revenue that's going to be coming in up until the last minute, of course. I mean, we're high-wired entrepreneurs, right? And, um, and so I, was, I had already been in strategic coach for a little while, and one of the concepts in the program is called the largest check. And I'm laying in the hospital, and I'm going, I need a largest check. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had a lot of time to think about what that would have to look like. And it would have to be one big sale and it would have to include a certain number of days of our work at big futures over the course of the year. And I made this connection and it all turned out great. And the large check came very, very, very large contract with, uh, one of the major automotive manufacturers that booked like about 250 days of our time the next year. It was like nice. It was like landing a big fish. But, <laughs> but in terms of adversity, I guess there's two things. Because I'm not just talking about adversity because it all worked out. But also, if I look back on it, and this is part of what you and I believe that you pull out all the learning from it. It was like the biggest gift that I could have ever been given, mm. because it allowed me to have time to think. It allowed me to. Have some time to rest before, you know now encompassing a life as an entrepreneur and a mom Uh, And and that change was really really an important time for me and led to a wonderful richness in our life But the adversities always reflect back Um, I can think back three years ago where uh, I had actually a minor stroke And uh, that was like, whoa, I woke up one day and I could hardly business. There's a good one.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) And I had a, um, a, you know, fortunately, um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that debilitating, but it was enough to really throw some things for a loop for a long time. Interestingly, it went on diagnosed for about eight months. So I didn't really know what was going on. And I had this session, I actually had a big workshop that was coming up and I was like not able to say a three syllable word. I didn't know what was going on. I can't Uh. say, I can't say a three syllable word and I've got to go stand up in front of about 150 people. (laughs) So I remember like I'm in a mirror just practicing three syllable words because I have to go out there for a whole day and do this workshop. It was actually two days in a row with this group. And I didn't know. So I just kept practicing, practicing. I thought it was because I was overtired or something like that. Wow. <laughs> but again, all these amazing good things came from it. So, you know, that's the thing about adversity. It makes us stronger. It Absolutely. It teaches us things. It, you know, so I any uh, anyone who's an entrepreneur can go on and on about stories like this. And yet somehow we persevere and I think that's one of the integral components for an entrepreneur but also for a great coach is, you know, your your determination, your grit, your willingness to see things through and it, it's not always going to be a, a free ride, straight ride, whatever it might be but that's part of what the richness is of the journey.
0: Yeah, exactly and really just keying in on your point of it does make you stronger, you know, you yeah. can talk to all kinds of different people having had that experience and really understand and empathize with them in a different way than had you not had that experience. So yeah, it's it, it, I didn't know that about you. So wow, that's that's amazing. <laughs> um, I wanna talk a little bit about your book. You have this, this lovely little, and I say little for those of you that aren't seeing this, but it's like this really cute size book, which I love because you could just take it everywhere with you. And I want to ask you, you, the book is called Soul Sense, Your Breakthrough to Soulful Living and Leadership. And I wanted to ask you about that integration of spirit and business or, or work or career, whatever you want to call that on that side. But that that insertion of spirit, because I know for both of us, that's that's elemental. It's so crucial. And, you know, why why did you need to write this book?
1: Well, Soul Sense was... Always there. Uh, it's always been a thread in all of the work that I've done, but I never named it. And there was just this point where I was like, I need to come out of the closet with this. And also, I was looking at a lot of the the leaders that I have the pr- incredible privilege of working with, and there's some special ingredients about certain leaders where you're just going, Wow! I mean, they just glow wherever they are, uh, and There's something very special about them. And I wanted to name it. And I thought, you know what? They have common sense for sure. And (laughs) they have good intuition. They have sixth sense, but there's another sense. And for me, it hadn't been named yet. And so I thought, I'm going to name it. I'm going to name it Soul Sense. You know, because soul, it's really living from the deepest core of who you are. And to have a sense of that to live from that, and that's just integral to who the person is, is pretty magical. And so clearly one thing, and we talk about it in the book, is that, you know, they have a call, like they're, they're on a mission. You know, they have a soul call. And that call creates an energy, a vitality in them, which is their fire. Uh, but they care for themselves. So the three parts of soul sense is really your soul call and working on that, your soul fire, and your soul care. And it just was an opportunity for me to put those three things together that I'd observed over the years, both in my own life as I'm living it and of others that I really admire as leaders and individuals that are striving to realize their fullest potential. And perhaps looking at it in that way and putting a process to something that um, sometimes can be a bit nebulous uh, was something I was striving to do in the book.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I would highly recommend everyone listening to this to grab a copy of Soul Sense. And of course, Adrian, if people listening are interested in learning more about you or just connecting with you in some way, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, Well, my email, Adrian at bigfuturesinc.ca and also my website is bigfuturesinc. I'd welcome to hear from you.
0: Awesome, yeah, and I recommend you do reach out or at least check out what she's got going on online because there's just so much cool stuff. And I love meeting people that have that that integration really on board of spirit and soul and success and work and internal and external and all the things that we discussed today. And you're definitely one of those people. So to all of the listeners, definitely check out what adrian duffy is up to adrian thank you so much i so appreciate you i appreciate your time today and i'm really looking forward to our connection and friendship continuing
1: oh well i am absolutely feeling the same thing back to you and thank you uh for inviting me to participate with you in such a profound and important way so thanks
0: absolutely you're welcome thanks so much for listening to coach confidential If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you'd like to learn more about coaching, visit our website at lucra.com. That's L-U-C-R-A dot com. There you'll find free resources to rock your business and your life.